0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Charlie B Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie B. Do you ever feel like you have so much going on and you just need to breathe? Being a wife and mother can be so overwhelming and sometimes you just need a minute. Take that minute with me, Charlie B. In this space, we'll talk about marriage, motherhood, and just being a woman, How do we manage to keep it together in the midst of everything that's going on? We're women, and that's just what we do. So listen, this is that pull up to the house and sit in your car for a minute moment. We all need those. You didn't have to, but I'm so glad you decided to spend that moment with me on the Charlie B podcast. Let's jump right in hello 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 and welcome to the charlie b podcast my name is charlene better known as charlie b you're going to know what the b stands for in just a little while this is my first episode of the charlie b podcast and i'm so glad you decided to join me today i have a very 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 special guest with me today she is the woman that carried me for nine long months Her name is Mama, Mommy, the one and only Audrey McCurry, my mother. I figured that for my first episode, I would call it getting to know Charlie B. And I would have my first guest as my mother because who knows you better than your mama? (laughs) So I want you to say hello to my mom, Audrey McCurry. Say hi to the people, Mommy.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm so glad to be here. I hope you enjoy our podcast.
0: <laughs> she she just made her podcast too. That's all right because she's my mama. <laughs> she's my mama, so she can have it. So, mom, like we talked about before, I wanted to just um, I wanted to start a podcast because there's so many women out there that are going through so many different things in everyday life, and you are a woman of I'm 50 I don't I don't mind telling my age. I hope you don't mind telling yours because I'm about to tell it mommy. Um 75 75 years old. My mother is a mother of seven children. Um a wife of 30 how long, how long were you and daddy married? 42 42 years her and my dad were married. My dad went on to be with the Lord. In in December of 2008. And um, my mom was a rock star mother. (laughs) And so many times, even, even as I'm raising my kids, I call her and say, Mom, how did you do it? That's kind of what we're going to talk about today, but also getting to know Charlie B. I wanted my first episode to be about getting to know me and where the Charlie B came from and all of that. So we're going to jump right in. There are a few things that I wanted to, you know, just discuss. I My earliest memory as a child is when I was at Head Start. I was three years old at Head Start and it was picture day. And I was not a big smiler when I was three years old. But I remember you bringing me into the bathroom and said, would you smile for mommy? Would you just smile for mommy? Because, you know, you wanted my pictures to be nice. Um, One of the questions that I have for you, mom, is how did you do it? How just, and I know that it was the grace of God. I know that the grace of God carried you through and gave you the strength. But you had to have a, there had to be a strategic plan in place and there are women out there today, right now, my age and younger, that are going nuts trying to figure out how am I going to raise these kids? How am I going to put food on the table? How am I... All these things that we go through as women. What advice would you give women right now, today?
1: It's not easy. As women, we wear a lot of different hats. Yeah. We're, we're a mother. We're a wife. We're, um, we have our careers. Um, and it's not easy. As far as children are concerned, I would say the main thing with children is give them God first and give them love. Yes. They need, children need God in their life. Yes. On Sundays, they won't want to go to church. (laughs) But I would say make them because they need God in their life. And they need love. They need love from both their parents if both parents are alive. They need love from a mother and a father. If they don't have one or the other, just give them all the love that you got.
0: That's a good answer, Mom. And I, one of the things that I think about is the way that you loved each of us individually. And, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I thought that I was really special. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, I thought that I was just special. Because you would take me on these dates. And you would say, you would come home. We would pull back into the driveway or on the street because in in Belmont, there were no driveways. But you would say, don't tell anybody that we went went out. But we would go out and we would spend time and you would talk with me and make me feel like I was the only child that you had. And then later on, I found out that she was cheating on me with my siblings, y'all. My mama was cheating on me. How in the world did you do that with seven kids? First of all, we were poor. We were poor. And my siblings have this concept that I think that we weren't poor. I don't believe that we were poor. I know that we were poor because I lived there in the same house with them, but I know that I always had what I wanted and what I needed. But how did you come up with this idea that you were gonna take all your kids out and make each of them feel separately special.
1: Well number one <laughs> with seven children you can't take them all out together because it costs too much money. <laughs> so that's when I came up with a plan to to take everybody out individually. That way they would get their own time. If
2: uh-huh. they had any
1: problems, if they had any news Good news from school or where else? If they wanted to talk to me about anything, that was their time. Wow, mom! And plus, it was a cheap date because it was just me. And me. <laughs> so, If you take all I of out, it was a lot of money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then there were times when you and Daddy took all of us out. I remember the ground round.
1: Well, that was like were you day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> were you paid what you weighed? Right? You remember that? When we all went to the ground ground round, you were able to throw the peanuts on the floor, um, the peanut shells on the floor. I remember going to the pub every Easter. So there were times that you and Daddy took us all out at the same time. And there were also times when we just went on long car rides and we felt like we'd been somewhere.
1: That's your dad's
0: idea. Mama said that was Daddy's idea. But... I think it's really interesting mom that you came up with this this idea um, that you were going to make each of your kids feel special. What do you think is missing with the kids today? And how do you think parents can get their kids back because you have, there's seven of us plus Michael, we'll talk about Michael and how he came along later. But there's seven of us, and we are now adults. But I don't think that our lives would have been the same if you hadn't done things the way that you did. So what advice would you give a mother today that's struggling with grabbing hold of her child?
1: I guess what we have to realize, whether you have seven or whether you have two, all all children, there's a lot of different personalities in it. Right. No two children are the same. Oh, that's good. And it's hard as a parent to grasp what each child needs. And I can't say that I was 100% at it because you you miss some things. Right. If I, if I was to say I had any regrets, my oldest daughter was always very responsible and was able, was uh-huh. able to do when I wasn't there. Right. So I think... What I couldn't do, I put, I, I let her do. I put right. on her to do.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: sometimes, if I was to say I had a, a bigger regret, I think I would have let her be more of a child.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: And and just tried to do more myself.
2: Right. And I did a lot myself. You did so much. But
1: sometimes you feel like, okay, well, I'll let this one help do that. Mm-hmm. This one help do that. Mm-hmm. But... um. That's it's good. hard as a mom. Yeah. It's hard to know. When when you have a child, they don't give you a book, a how-to book. You have to figure it out.
0: Maybe you should write one, yeah. Mama. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you said that, Mom, because with Lethia, who's the oldest I have, I'll be talking to your other kids. All of us are going to be talking tomorrow. Um, Lethia, I didn't realize until I was around eight years old that Lethia was just my sister. I <laughs> I thought Lethea was just another adult in our house because she's seven years older than me and she was doing my hair, she was cooking, she was, and she whooped me. I think Lethea whooped me more than you did. And then when I realized that she's just my sister, I was so confused, like, okay, so why did she get to do all this? But remembering that I was born in 72, Esther 74, back in those days... I just made myself feel old, mama. But back then, the oldest had a great responsibility to the others. And I think that dynamic has changed a lot. The oldest child was the responsible child. The oldest child was, listen, if this ain't done, you are going to be the one to answer for it. So I I I respect and appreciate that being one of your regrets, and I get that now but i think then it was necessary because you and daddy had things that y'all had to do and back then i think that's why people had a whole bunch of kids (laughs) especially if we lived down south we would all be on the farm (laughs) like shepherd mother they had a bunch of kids and everybody was on the farm and harvest you know everybody had their job to do in the household the other thing that i wanted to um to get into was mom you didn't have the, the the upbringing that you gave us so my mom was in the foster system for some time what made you realize that you were going to be a different mother and what made you first when you had kids and then knowing where you came from were you fearful that your kids could end up in a system or what made you not want that for your kids?
1: The foster system is a very, in my eyes, is a very horrible thing. It was my my sister and I um, were four years apart and her and I ended up in the foster system. And we got shuffled from one place to the other. And a couple of the homes, one or two of the homes were abusive homes. And we went through a lot of different things. To this day, I can't sleep on a mattress without a sheet because we were made sometimes to sleep on just a bare mattress. Right. So, And, and that's just the, the lighter part of right. it. Right. Uh-huh. But I never wanted, when I started having children, I never wanted my children to go through anything that my sister and I went through in the foster system. Right. So that's where I I tried as hard as I could to give my children the love that my sister and I didn't get,
0: and you succeeded
1: and, at that moment, and, and I and, and that that's one of the reasons you don't want the bad things that you go through in your life. And I'm I'm not trans saying that everything was bad, right? But the the bad things that you go through in your life, you don't want your children to experience the same thing, right?
2: And
0: that's I think that's important because you have so many people that say. Well, I didn't have a mom, so I don't know how to be a mom. That's why I'm a bad mom. Or I didn't have a dad, so that's why I'm not there for my kids. People come up with so many excuses. But you didn't have that until later on. And you were this, to me, in in my eyes, you were this wonder woman of a mom. I remember we had three square meals a day. I didn't have cold cereal for breakfast. We had cooked meals for dinner. And for you, I know you went out to work. You, We were all dressed for school by, I don't remember what time we had to be to school. Of, we were going to a Budenai school and then Robert Stacy school. But we all, we were all well put together, even on a Sunday morning getting ready for church. And it almost seems like, How is that even possible with everything else that's going on? The other thing that I wanted to ask you, um, I just got off the phone with Rod and he said that, you remember he was a sick baby and I told him I was a sick baby too. (laughs) So this was us comparing our sicknesses. (laughs) He said, I know you might have been sick, but was they calling in the family? <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't, call, they didn't call, call in the family for me. No. What?
1: They figured out what was wrong with you. You had you and I couldn't remember.
0: I oh. had salmonella. Salmonella. But did I almost die? You. <laughs> I need you to tell. I need you to tell the people if I almost died <laughs> when I had salmonella.
1: You were pretty sick. I was pretty pretty sick. You were really sick. Mm, But mm, mm. they didn't have to call in (laughs) the (laughs) family. They found out what it was and and they got a grip on it.
0: Okay, okay, so on a scale from 1 to (laughs) 10, how sick was I, Mama?
1: I'd say about a 7 or 8.
0: A 7 or (laughs) (laughs) 8? Okay, so Rod's sickness surpassed mine. Rod, Rod was
1: about 11. <laughs>
0: well, Rod's was an 11. Okay, Ricky, you got that one. Okay. So tell people what kind of child I was, mom. Tell the truth. Of course you're going to tell the truth because you don't lie. But I think that I was a pretty star child. I mean, I didn't go nuts on you until I was like 18. Yeah,
1: you but. kind berserk- <laughs>
0: Tell the people, tell my tell my listeners what kind of child I was.
1: Well you were you were a really good child. Um I used to pay you a little money to keep me in your dad's room clean. huh you, you did you did special little things. You didn't go crazy until you was around seventeen or eighteen. <laughs> you lost your mind. But, um, but I came back. I came yeah, back. As a child, you you were pretty one of the one of the better ones.
0: Can you say that again? I was
1: one of the better ones.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think I was the best kid that you had. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I got to talk to my siblings tomorrow and I'm going to let them know what you say.
1: I said one of the one best. One
0: of the be- Like, who was better than me? Lethia. Lethia! <laughs> That's because she had a lot of responsibilities. <laughs> so, if it, if it had to do with responsibilities, Lethia wins every time. She she just wins every time. So I'm number two. I didn't say who's your favorite. Don't get confused. I, and I don't want to know who your favorite
1: is either.
0: Because we all know it's David.
1: No one said that.
0: Listen, she has six daughters and a son. Six daughters and a David. He's got to be the favorite. We're over it. We're over it. I'm talking about... I just wanted to make sure that people knew. That <laughs> Charlie B was the best. Now let's talk about the name Charlie B. Where did that name Charlie Boom? Okay, I said it. Charlie Boom is my nickname from childhood. And I can't get some people to stop calling me Charlie Boom. Where did that name come from, Mama?
1: Number one, you were bald headed as a baby.
2: Oh.
1: So your name was Charlene, so we started calling you Charlie. And then when you started going to school, when people would bother you, you was always hitting somebody. (gasps) So we started calling you boom. (laughs) So that's where the Charlie Bone came from.
0: Let me just just put a little emphasis on that. I never started one fight. Never. Well, not, wait, hold on. Let me think. Not that I can remember. I might have beat up some boys that didn't ask to be bothered. But people picked on me so i had to defend myself mom right but i love the name charlie i just wish the boom was dropped
2: you, you
0: even people. i felt what you said i was booming people <laughs> i found the picture that you wrote on the back of the picture you wrote um to my godparents um reverend and sister flag love charlie boom and i said really like, there are some people from Burlington that don't even know my real name is Charlene because they only know me as Charlie Boone. So that's where the Charlie B came from. I dropped the boom, and I'm going to give you the B. You can call me Charlie. My dad used to call me Chuck. Like, why, Dad? Why? I don't understand why I have to be Chuck, but that's what Daddy used to call me. Chuck. Um... Robin calls me Charlie. Uh, Jarvis calls me Charlie, <laughs> my brother-in-law. When I was working across the street, he would be coming out the door, he'd be taking out the trash. I'm getting out of my car to go into the back office, and he go, Charlie, and I'm like, bro, how many times have I asked you? How many? So I can't get away right from the name. That's why I call my podcast Charlie B., the Charlie B podcast. How about we talk about the kind of adults that I turned into? You know my story.
1: Well, you went kind of rogue there for a couple <laughs> years. You know. <laughs> experiencing a couple of things that was kind of wild. You know? <laughs> yes, I but, did. Um, yes, I did. Once you um had Clarence and then once you got married, um, I feel like you're very responsible. The Lord moved you in. <laughs> the Lord brought you in.
0: Mom, I've been saved for almost 30 years.
1: Thank God for Jesus. <laughs> you know, the Lord really brought you in. And I feel like you're a very responsible career woman, wife, and mother, and now grandmother. Yeah. You know, so um, with God, all things are possible. And um, I feel like you're a pretty great Charlie Bo.
0: Am I a good daughter?
1: Yes, you're a good daughter.
0: Let me, let me just help you out. My mama will act like she needs something. If she needs something, she forgets that she has five other daughters. Do you even call your other daughters? Yes.
1: Oh, okay. I call different ones for different things.
0: <laughs> My mama is spoiled, y'all, but she deserves every bit of it. And mom, I just want to thank you for the woman that you are, the prayer warrior that you were, when we needed it the most and the woman that you are now. Because you were a prayer prayer warrior, I'm a prayer warrior. I remember the nights that you would come in my room with the anointing oil and you would anoint my head. I would be knocked out sleep, and all, all I know is the lights are on and you're putting oil on my head and praying over us. It was the prayers your prayers that brought us to where we brought me to where I am now and brought my siblings to where we are now. And it's only by the grace of God and the strength that he gave you. And it's amazing to me that you're even still able to (laughs) be, be in your right mind because (laughs) we took you through some things, mama, you've been through some things. And I just want to tell you, thank you. And I've told you this before, but I I want to say it again. Thank you for being the strong woman of God that you were, for the zero tolerance that you had. One of our, one of our favorite sayings that we quote a lot, that you used to say, I ain't going to hell for y'all. And you said it and you meant it. And you were a, the woman that said what you meant and meant what you said. And that's why we are who we are. Too. That's why. That's why. I am who I am today, the wife that I am, and the mother that I am today. Um, and I just, I just want to say thank you for that. Um, so seven kids wasn't enough for you. You, you had to go adopt Michael. Michael is our other brother. He's our cousin that my mom and dad adopted. I guess he was eight. When he came along and Michael is, um, he's under Esther. I don't know how old he is, though. If Esther's 49, Michael's probably 47, but he's actually my aunt Carol's son, my mom's sister. And he came to live with us when he was eight. And I just, I remember the night Michael came to our house and I just stared at him. He was sitting on the couch and I just stared at him like, I can't believe we got another kid in this house. <laughs> What made you and Daddy think that you could take on
1: more kids? Well, I didn't, at that point, I didn't think I could do it, but I felt like I had to do it because I didn't want Michael to end up in the foster system.
2: Right.
1: And if I would have let him go, that's where he would have ended up. So it was a choice between two things, let him end up in the foster system or we try to take care of him. Try to raise him. So that's what we did. My sister was going through some trying times and she couldn't keep him at that time. So I was the next alternative.
0: And I'm so glad you did, Mom. Michael is very, very special to us. Um, we're very close. And um, I always say six girls in a David then a Michael. And Michael is um, hes a part of us and we love him dearly. Um, and just watching the dynamics of our life, I think about also when we were growing up, all the friends that came to live with us. We're gonna talk about that when I go with my siblings because I want to know what they were thinking. Like, why do jail? Why did they always find friends that wouldn't go home? I never understood that. My friends went home.
1: Theirs didn't. I always had to stay. Somebody over. Somebody was always having a problem at home and nowhere to stay, and different problems with their parents and their siblings, and some of them would end up with nowhere to stay. So
2: they stay ladies, with us,
1: especially David and Selena, were the always, main ones. They were always bringing a friend home who didn't always. have anywhere to stay. Right, mom, can they stay here for a little while? So I, I never wanted to turn children out. Because I knew what it felt like as a child, not knowing where you were going to lay your head. Wow. So, I always felt like a mother hen.
0: I think that that speaks volumes about the kind of person that you were. I remember, especially back in the day when we didn't lock our doors, we would have homeless people come eat at our table. And we would just be looking at them like, wow, just another stranger eating Eating our food at our table. But you were teaching us something. You were teaching us something. Everybody doesn't have two parents that love them, but we did. We did, and we were blessed. We were blessed. I am blessed to be able to call you mom. I really am. I hope that you enjoyed this time that I spent with my mama today. I thank you so much for joining us. Any parting words for the people, mom?
1: Don't forget about God. In the time that we're living in, this world is so wicked. And whether you have children, whether you have a husband, whether you just have yourself, keep God in your life. If you don't have Him, get Him. And if you got Him, keep Him.
0: Hey, preach on, Sister Max. Preach on. You want to sing a little song? My mama can sing, y'all. Just a little
2: something. Oh, Lord, my God, when I, you know. Some wonder consider all the world thy hands has made. I see the star I hear the rolling thunder thy power throughout. The universe Display Then sing My Song My Savior God To thee How great Thou art how great thou art and sing my song my say we are God to thee how great thou Oh how great hey. Thou
0: art. hey Thank you mama. That's my mama y'all. Sister Audrey Mac. I love you. This has been the Charlie B podcast. Join me next time right here. You did good mama Don't forget to like share And subscribe to the show You can also like my page on Facebook At the Charlie B Podcast Now before you get out of the car And go to whatever is next Take a deep breath And remember This is what you were created for God gave you a different kind of strength And whatever it is You've got this So again, thanks for tuning in. Really, you didn't have to, but I'm so glad that you did. Join me next time right here on the Charlie B Podcast.